on today's episode of the Blue Bloods. The playoff rankings have finally been released, and, uh, well, I wanted to say everything returned to normalcy, but apparently there's just mass chaos, which is usually what I root for, but not in this case. Uh, this episode is actually going to be different, because when I say that we have a big show, I actually mean it this time. That's right, folks. I'm a man of my word for once in my life. Uh, we have pick six, upset of the week, lightning round, storyline, College football playoff uh, ranking reaction, which is just bananas. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with Brandon's gambling corner. That's not all, though. Zach and I have a huge announcement coming at the end of the show. You'll have to listen all the way through to hear it. So let's go ahead and kick it off. To start our show today, as usual, we're going to do our pick six. Uh, so we've chosen six games, which was actually pretty hard to do this weekend. We have a ton of good games. But uh, starting off our weekend, we have Penn State, number four Penn State, visiting number 17 Minnesota. Uh, both teams are undefeated in the Big Ten, and this is going to be a great game, regardless of what – I don't know, regardless of what you may think about Minnesota. Uh, they're a six-and-a-half-point underdog, which is understandable. And I have Penn State winning this one. But, I mean, really it's a toss-up. We don't know too much about either one of these teams at this point in the season, I don't think, which is crazy since it's week 11. Yeah, so before I give my pick, I want to congratulate the Golden Gophers. Yes, that is their mascot of Minnesota for making their first appearance in the pick six. That's wild. That's an outstanding feat. I think that's more important than them going undefeated. That's just, But that's just me, my bias, I think, coming in. But – I also think Penn State wins. I think Penn State covers. Uh, uh, it's been a great run, Minnesota, but, you know, I think Penn State is that good. And, I mean, really thinking about it, I mean, who would have ever thought that at the beginning of the season that this would be a top 15 matchup? I mean, not me. It's actually not a top 15 matchup anymore. With the or it was. Okay, if we're going by the AP. Yeah. Well, the AP doesn't win you national championships anymore. So. That is also true. So, okay, so a top 20 matchup, Brandon. There we go. All right, I mean, we're back. We're back. We get it now. Um, I want to go ahead and congratulate not only Minnesota, but I want to congratulate Minnesota's quarterback, Tanner Morgan, for being maybe the ugliest quarterback that we've covered this year. <laughs> God, there's, something, there's something special about when you get a bald quarterback in NCAA football. It's just – I don't know what it is. It's magical. Uh which made it really hard for me to pick against him this weekend. But, but wow. You, did, you really didn't have to do the kid like that, man. I know. It was a little – whatever. Just That's a, a little cheap shot-ish, man. God. <laughs> get like a toupee. Do what you need to do, man. Wear a hat. You should wear a hat. That's what you should do. Get some hair plugs. Hair plugs, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, really and truly, the reason I have Pitt State winning this game is their defense – I think this defense is elite, absolutely elite, and will make the difference, and they'll pull this win out. They're all still – I mean, they're. this is, what, week 11 now? And they're allowing nine points a game and under 280 yards per game. Yeah, and I know I mentioned that neither one of these teams are really proven. Uh, I should probably take those words back real quick because Penn State has some pretty quality wins. I mean, they beat Michigan. They beat Iowa. And then we look at Minnesota's last five matchups. They played Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland. So, uh, 
Okay, I'll take it back. Minnesota is unproven. Penn State pretty <laughs> proven at this point. I must Matt. say the playoff the playoff committee thinks they're proven. Yeah, yeah. No proven enough to make it in over Clemson in the top four, which is a whole different discussion. But Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that Penn State wins this game and they cover. I mean, it's a now it's a seven point spread, but uh, I don't see the only thing that makes no me worries. say that they won't cover is that their offense just isn't really that good, but their defense is good enough that I think they could even hold Minnesota to – they might hold Minnesota under 10 points in this game. Which, I mean, av- I mean, both these teams really and truly have a- average offenses. I wouldn't call Minnesota's offense much better than Penn State's. No, they're really not. And their defense I, really isn't that great. I mean, if we're, yeah. we're going to talk about that. I mean, it's decent, but it's not Penn State-level defense. And, I mean, Penn State should have the advantage at every position, offense, defense, special teams, everything. Yeah, and they will, and that's why they win this matchup. So, I'm going to go ahead and move away from this one before I just start rambling on and on and uh, get lost in my thoughts. So, moving on to our next game, and it pains me to say it, we have number two LSU going up against number three Alabama. and. I don't I I think I should be done talking about this one at this point. So go ahead and take it, Zach. <laughs> you know, in my heart, this is still the first national championship game of the year. There'll be another one later. But can we all agree that whoever wins this matchup will most likely wind up in where's the national championship at New Orleans this year? Yeah, super dumb. I mean, I I, I think these team whoever loses this matchup will end, I mean wins this matchup will end up in New Orleans and the loser still might also end up in New Orleans this might just be like my professor today asked me if I was going to watch this game and he said and he's like man even if you miss it he was like you can watch him play again in January yeah that's, that's how confident true. he is that's how confident he is that they're going to wind up back in New Orleans and if you don't remember the 9-6 win for LSU the last time these two teams were in this big of a matchup but the twist this year is it might be 59 to 56 instead of 9 to 6. I mean, these offenses are elite. Yeah, I mean, that's the truth. Another thing that kind of scares me is that sometimes, and I I could not explain it to you if you gave me all the money in the world because it just doesn't make sense. There are sometimes that two very high-powered offenses and pretty bad defenses go up against each other that it's just the lowest scoring game of all time. So that's also a possibility. Have you ever noticed that? It's just like if two teams that have amazing offenses go up against each other, sometimes they just score like six points each. Yeah, it's because the defenses have something to prove. I mean, and I don't, and I mean, it could be a low scoring game, especially if Tua is not 100%, which I don't think he is 100%. But I, I literally do not see a scenario where Tua does not take the first snap for Alabama this week. Right. And, if nothing else, I just want that so that we can prove uh, – what's his name? Joe Goodman. We can prove him wrong. We've got a vendetta uh, out at this point. So, uh, um, I, I don't uh, – he, he makes me sick. But getting back to the, you know, the fun of this game, you know, I was thinking, like, this was a really tough game for me to pick. And so, when I broke it down, it's like, who has the advantage on offense and who has it on defense? Like, let me look at position-wise. And it goes completely opposite of what – most people would think I actually think Alabama has the offensive advantage in this game. Okay. I think, I think Tua and Joe Burrow are both elite quarterbacks, but I think Alabama has the better skill players at running back and wide receiver. 
And I don't even know if that's even a debate, but and I don't think I, I don't think either. I think it's a push at the O line because neither offensive line has been extremely dominant this year. A lot these offensive lines have a lot of holes. So since Bam, since the QB and O line are kind of push in like toss ups, I think Bama takes the offensive advantage because of their skill players. Yeah, and I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. And as an LSU fan, I want to disagree with you all I can. But, I mean, who am I? I'm not going to debate you. Alabama has the better wide receivers, and that's – I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. That's not a knock to LSU. I mean, Alabama has the best wide receivers in the nation, and that's not even a debate. They might have better wide receivers than some NFL teams. I mean, that's honestly. Serious. I mean, can, can you – do the Dolphins have four wide receivers that could start for Alabama? I don't think they do. No. Um, I, I honestly – I could not name four Dolphins right now. You could offer me any amount of money. <laughs> Total. <laughs> so. um, and looking at the defense, a lot of people would think I'd lean Alabama. I actually think LSU has the better defense. Um, and that's because LSU has the better secondary, in my opinion. I think Grant Delpit and Derek Stingley, Stingley are elite secondary defenders. And I think both will end up being top 10 draft picks when their time at LSU comes to an end. And I think LSU has the more experience at linebacker. Alabama has been starting, uh, I believe, two fresh, two, two true freshman linebackers, which never happens at Alabama right. after the injury to uh, Mac Wilson. Um, or no, not Mac Wilson. What is his name? Oh man, I forgot his name. But like, there was they're starting <laughs> unimportant. Yeah, yeah, unimportant. I'm not a Bama fan, but I know one of their starting linebackers got hurt, and the deep. The D-line is a slight advantage to Bama. They have some studs on the defensive line, but I think the slight edge has to go to LSU in their defense. The only thing that worries me about LSU's defense this weekend is that Michael Divinity left the team this week. So LSU's best pass rusher, I mean, it's not even up for debate, LSU's best pass rusher uh, left the team due to personal reasons this week. And, you know, that, that left a lot of LSU fans kind of worried about this matchup now. Uh and by a lot of LSU fans, I mean myself. So I was. So when I first read the headline, uh, I guess the headline read that LSU linebacker leaves team for personal reasons. I thought the headline say, said LSU linebackers, like with an S, leave the team. I was like, oh, no, not good. Not good at all. But it, it's, it's Michael Divinity, which, I mean, he is essential to LSU's pass rush. But LSU does have uh, – so Michael Divinity has been in and out this season. He's only played half the games because of injury. Uh, because of I, I say injury, but it could have been personal issues as well. Uh, but LSU's been playing their backups, and you know while LSU's defense hasn't looked spectacular this season, I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for. And so uh, I'm not going to say I give LSU the edge on defense in this one, but I do think that they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I think this game is going to come down to the special teams, honestly. And I think I'm giving that to LSU by a long shot. Uh, I think LSU wins. They actually do. They're, I think their kicker is not, not bad this year. I don't think he's great. I'm just going but, based off of history. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think LSU takes this by three. Three, it's going to be less than seven. It's going to come down to the final drive of the fourth quarter. And I think LSU pulls it out. I think this new and improved offense under Joe Brady 
using Joe Burrow in the perfect way. I think this is going to make enough plays. I don't think two is 100%, and I think he makes a mistake or two that's going to call Alabama this game in a close one. Right. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do right now. So here's a peek inside of Brandon's brain. This is sort of like a segment inside of a segment. So I'm going to let you know how I chose my winner in this one. I wanted – I texted Zach before, the, before we started recording today, and I said, I don't know who to pick. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I've got dumb brain and – it just doesn't make sense. So I was like, oh, I kind of want to pick Alabama to fade them because – or to fade my heart because I really want LSU to win. And if I'm wrong, then I'm still right in a way. But then I started thinking about it. And that would just show weak loyalty toward LSU. It would show that I'm okay with losing one matchup to win another. And that's just not me. And so after taking all these things into consideration along with – knowing that I've chosen LSU all season long. I haven't picked against them, and they're still undefeated. I'm riding with the Tigers this weekend. Let's go, baby. LSU all the way. They don't – or they do cover the spread because they're underdogs, so they went out right. But, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a very close game. It's either going to be a field goal or a touchdown. Maybe four points. Who knows? Something like that. Mm. Well, there you go, guys. Both of us take LSU in the matchup of the century. I really wanted Zach to take Alabama just – I wanted him to fade it, but he wouldn't do it. So, nah, I, mean, I picked LSU to win the national championship this year, man. You're riding with him. I, I, I did. Respect that double down. I, I'll double down. I've not been wrong yet. You know, I've been getting a lot of flack for riding with LSU and Ohio State, but here they are, top two teams. Yeah, true. All right, so let's go ahead and move on from this one. That that is college game day, so make sure you tune in. Uh, a couple <laughs> other things about this matchup that we'll get to later. But next, uh, we have a matchup between Iowa and Wisconsin. Iowa's coming in ranked 18th. Mm. Wisconsin is 13th somehow with two losses. So uh, this, was a, this was a tricky one. I didn't really yes. know this. Yes, Wisconsin's this is such a, a tough one. Favorite, which is That's trash. <laughs> that is so trash, man. Nine and a half points. There's no reason for that. That's a lot oh, of points. Man. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, we see that a lot. <laughs> we see that a lot in college sports. That is just so stupid. I I don't understand it. But lost the last two games. Yeah, and like, I just, oh man, I'm just heated about it. But this game is so important for the Big Ten championship race. Uh, both these teams are in Minnesota's conference, who right now is undefeated, but they have a Minnesota plays Penn State this weekend, and they still have games at Iowa and against Wisconsin. So the winner of this game sets themselves up for a chance to get to the Big Ten championship against most likely Ohio State. Um, you know that that's huge, and you know I was trying to really think about who I wanted to win this matchup. Because I agree with you, this is a tough matchup to pick. And I really – I think Iowa's defense wins this game. They're only allowing about 80 yards rushing per game, and I think they can limit Jonathan Taylor. And I'm just here to tell you, if they – the key is to hold Jonathan Taylor under 150, yard rush, 150 yards rushing and make Jack Cohen – beat you on his own, which I don't think he can do. So I'm picking Iowa to take this matchup against Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do the exact opposite of that. I'm taking Wisconsin to win this matchup against Iowa, and I'm doing that because I think Jonathan Taylor is just too good. 
They are just – he's just too good for this uh, Iowa defense. The only other running back – and you mentioned this, they're only allowing 80 – what is it, 88 yards uh, against yeah, teams? Yeah, I think it's 87. Yeah, 80, 88 or 87. Anyway, they're allowing that, not to mention Wisconsin's allowing 84 yards rushing and 140 yards passing, which is fewer than how many points Iowa's allowing passing. But the only other running back that they've seen that could even come close to Jonathan Taylor is Penn State's running back. His name's kind of slipping my mind at the moment. Noah Kane. Yeah, Noah Kane. So, other than uh, I mean, other than him, and he's not—he's no Jonathan Taylor. Let's not let's not act like he is. No. They haven't seen a rusher like Jonathan Taylor. They haven't seen a rusher that's rushed for over a thousand yards with fifteen touchdowns on the season yet. And I'll give it to you, Jack Cohn. Maybe not the best quarterback. I've been the first to admit that all season long. I think Graham Mertz is a better quarterback, but, I mean, they're not going to give the freshman a chance over Jack Cohen. No. It's just not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I think Iowa – I think that Wisconsin kind of has something to prove. Like I said, they lost their last two matchups. I definitely don't think that they cover the spread. There's no chance they win by 10 points. But I think they do win by a touchdown. Um Iowa is just one of those teams that since the beginning of the season, I, I had a feeling about, I didn't think that they were as good as everyone wanted to give them credit for. And they're, I mean, you know, they're not playing in Iowa. They're, there's no children's hospital in this scenario. So Wisconsin has to take this one. You see the thing I'm worried about. Yes. Wisconsin does have something to prove coming off of two bad losses, one to a team they should not have lost to. And then Ohio state beat them down. Uh, I, I think they might be worn out. I don't know where their heads might maybe I think they could be kind of beat up after two long weeks of football. And I think Iowa has everything to play for. And I think Iowa comes in a little bit fresher than Wisconsin and they make enough plays when they create some magic. And I think their quarterback, the quarterback Nate Stanley makes enough plays to win. And I think Wisconsin tries to force some plays because they need to win so bad and they give Iowa some opportunities they probably shouldn't have had. All right, so I guess we'll see the, I guess we'll see the results of this matchup on uh, on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. So three p.m. Three p.m. Yeah, make sure you tune in if you're not watching. If you don't subscribe to CBS All Access, which I don't blame you. Uh, so with our next matchup, we have Kansas State, the number sixteen ranked team in the nation, <laughs> Kansas State, visiting Good Austin, Lord. Texas, to face the Texas Longhorns. Uh, a team that has just – I mean, their expectations have just been shattered. <laughs> don't really know what Understatement. You're... Yeah, they lost to TCU two weeks ago. So, I mean, people oh, forget God. that. So, <laughs> now they're I unranked. Mean, I mean, who would have guessed that in this matchup that K-State with, with a first-year head coach would be a top almost 15 team? Because, like, I know that I guess I have to kind of – claim to be a k-state fan since i go to school here but i guess like i'm a halfway k-state fan but i mean texas's expectations i mean they really thought they had the natty this year and they are five and three and they still play baylor who's undefeated texas tech that can upset anyone in the country and then iowa state which is always a tough game plus this weekend they have number 16 kansas state coming in town i mean that's tough, man. They they might make it to like the Alamo Bowl if they're lucky. What's even more ridiculous about this matchup is that even though Texas comes in unranked, they come in after a loss to TCU, and then you have 
Kansas State coming in after wins against Oklahoma and Kansas. And the week before that, they beat TCU. So let's not forget about that. That Texas is still a seven-point favorite in this one. That's yeah, insane. I, I have Kansas State winning this game. I, I have them winning by more than seven as well. Uh, I think K-State, the past few weeks, their offense has been on point. They put up almost 50 points against Oklahoma, and then they put up 38 last week against Kansas after putting their backups in in the third quarter. Uh, you know, I don't know where it came from. They they scored 12 points against Baylor before this offense started to click. But they're averaging 220 rushing yards per game. And if K-State hits 200 yards rushing, they will dominate this game. Because Scholar Thompson can't do it by himself. But if they can set up the play action, this K-State offense gets dangerous. And Texas has no defense. They are allowing 465 yards per game and over 30 points per game. This is a terrible matchup for this Texas team, and I think K-State makes this an even more miserable year for these Texas fans. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and still ride with Texas in this one. Uh, uh, it's probably my dumb brain again trying to trick me into uh, thinking something that probably won't happen will happen. And actually, go ahead and ring the bell because this is brand new. This has never happened before in the history of the Blue Bloods. I think that this game pushes. So it's a seven-point spread ridiculous it should be half a point but it's not i think texas wins by a touchdown uh it may be a touchdown late because i do think that this kansas state team is for real and i hate picking against them but i'm going to have to in this one i think that sam ellinger has something to prove after this loss to tcu uh after a loss to oklahoma they want to beat this kansas state team that defeated oklahoma they want they want to prove that they still deserve to make this big uh, this big 12 championship game and the only way they can do that is if they beat Kansas State because they can't drop another game to Kansas State, drop another game back in the Big 12. I mean, it, it's I mean that's game set match. That's over for Texas. They're out of contention. If they beat Kansas State this weekend, they hold the tiebreaker over them, and they can still if if Baylor messes something up, still or if or if Oklahoma messes up, if somebody slips, they still have a chance to make this Big 12 championship. It's a long shot, but it could happen. I think that they know that and that they're going to come ready to play it this Saturday. Well, we'll see, man. I just, uh, I think this this team kind of falls in the same category as Wisconsin. Where have they given up on the season? Because I think they may have. I mean, they do return a lot of talent next year, and I think a lot of these players could be looking the next year when they have a pretty good recruiting class coming in, and they'll be picked again to win the Natty. Them and Nebraska are the most overrated teams year in and year out, man. Texas is always overrated. It's like Texas, USC, Nebraska, just because people want them to come back so bad. Uh, Be on the lookout, guys, because we're getting that. We're going to incorporate horns down into our logo somehow in, in the coming in the coming weeks. So just keep your eyes out for that. Uh, I, like, honestly, okay, so speaking of Texas, I just want to address something real quick. I guess this is like a quick storyline of the week in, in pick six, but – what did you think about Earl Campbell saying the only way Texas is going to win is with a black quarterback? You know what? I didn't know he said that, so I'm glad you broke the news to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> in, in case you guys want a little preface, like check out the new article that we posted about Joey Gatewood leaving Auburn because I listed Texas as the number two place he could go after this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's that's tough, can you right? Say that? Can uh, you say that? <laughs> I, if, I guess if I guess if you're Earl Campbell, you can. But 
I don't know. I don't know if he's a uh. – I, I mean, to be fair, I mean, they the only year they were good since they lost Vince Young was the Colt McCoy year. Yeah, I guess. I, don't I mean, I guess he's look. I, I guess he's an analytics guy, and he's just looking at the analytics. <laughs> I mean, Vince Young was really good, but, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think you're going to find another Vince Young man. That I mean, he didn't turn out well in the NFL, but he was a stud in college. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. And for our next matchup, we have Appalachian State. Uh, visiting South Carolina. South Carolina is a five point is a five point favorite in this one, um, and you know I, I don't really know a reason that they should be a favorite in this game, especially since Appalachian State is apparently pretty good. I mean, we did see them drop the game against Georgia Southern this past week. Not to brag, I kind of called that one, um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm still going to ride with South Carolina here. Just it's it's hard for me to choose against an SEC school when they're playing a group of five like Appalachian State. Even if it is South Carolina, even if it is Appalachian State, something in my brain is telling me ride with the Gamecocks this weekend. So I know you guys are all wondering. Every single listener we have is like, why are they covering this game? Like that means someone has to pick Appalachian State, right? That guy is your boy. Appalachian State takes this game, and they steal all our hearts because we love chaos. And don't lie, if you're not an SEC fan, you love to see the SEC lose. This is this is going to make your weekend, guys. And, you know, if you listen to our last episode, I asked Appalachian State if they learned their lesson about upsetting big opponents. They did not learn that lesson. They're going to continue to break the hearts of every Power 5 team they play. And this this time is no different. You know they're going to win on a block field goal with three seconds left. You know it. You know it in your heart. You want to know why? Because they did it to North Carolina in the second week of the season. Yeah, I don't – and I don't know if this is necessarily a big game. You know, you should say that they, uh, they like upsetting big opponents. The only reason I would call this a big game or, or South Carolina a big opponent is if you're Georgia or if you're an Alabama fan scratching to, to – explain why Alabama's had such a hard schedule to this point. So if you're one of those two, then I guess South Carolina's a big opponent, but but I just don't know if they're that big of an opponent. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, any group of five team, if they play a power five opponent, that's a big game for them. I mean, I guess so. But, like, imagine being a team like Houston and then playing a team like Arkansas. Like, is that a big game for you? It's not a big game Maybe for me. Are we, are we really comparing South Carolina to Arkansas? No, I don't guess we should, but I am. I don't know. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I think I think South Carolina is – they've kind of given up, man. They've won and two in the last three weeks, and they got a, they have a 20-point loss to Tennessee. Not great. I understand. Yeah, and, bad. And, and the X factor, in my opinion, is Zach Thomas, the quarterback for Appalachian State. He has over 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, and has only lost one game as a starter, and it was last week. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty stout, man. Yeah, and shout-out to Ryan Holinsky for being uh, our second bald quarterback in this week's pick six. So, good for you, guy. Uh, he, uh, he's bald on purpose, though. He shaved his head, so it's not quite. Yeah. Not it, quite it's, 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 a, it's a lifestyle, bro. It's a lifestyle. Um, it's a bad lifestyle. I mean, the S choosing. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. I mean, not every decision is a good decision, right? No, I guess not. 
<laughs> but, you know, if my prediction is right, the SEC is going to suffer another terrible loss. And if this is the case, South Carolina must join Arkansas and Tennessee in the pit of shame. If you ask why those two teams are in the pit of shame, Arkansas lost to San Jose State at home. And Tennessee lost to who did Georgia State at home to open the yeah. season. So <laughs> good. The, the pit of shame is reserved for SEC teams that aren't playing at SEC levels and lose to a group of five teams, especially at home. Yeah, I mean, good point. Uh, so I really don't have too much else to say about this game. We kept it in because Zach chose Appalachian State. Uh, he's real edgy like that. So I am, and if I hit it, y'all will never hear. Th- I will mention it for every episode until this podcast ends. Yeah, so let's go ahead and everyone hope that South Carolina wins this game because no one wants to do that. <laughs> and so to close out this week's pick six, oh, I know oh, what man. you're thinking. This has to be a big game, right? You kept it till the end. <laughs> We've got number 19, Wake Forest, playing Virginia Tech. Um, <laughs> Bro, we, we definitely should have just saved the Appalachian State game for last. It just Who would have thought that South Carolina-Appalachian State would be the second worst matchup we covered? Or literally any other game. I mean, I, I usually put these in order by time. I didn't do that this week. but So we've got like a 2.30 matchup for this last one. Um, and this might be like the fraud off. We've got, the Wake, we've got Wake Forest playing Virginia Tech. Uh, I know I dropped the F word on Virginia Tech last week, and then they almost beat Notre Dame. So maybe they're not as big a fraud as I thought they might have been. And Wake Forest, I just don't know what to make of Wake Forest because they're Wake Forest. I mean, they're seven and one. They lost to Louisville. They lost like sixty-two to fifty-nine. Yeah, that that reminds me when Chris Paul still played for Wake Forest because that's a basketball score. Um, that's horrible, bro. I don't know. This is, I mean, the fact that we still have to cover these obligatory ACC matchups, I really, really, I pray, I pray there is at least one listener that enjoys this because this is the worst part of the podcast for us. If there's not, is covering ACC games, you want, cause you want to know why Here, here's why I'm about to go on a small little rant because covering ACC games that do not include Clemson is like covering regular season MLB baseball, it is a waste of my damn time. It's only it's only fun for gamblers. Um, oh, no one, no one can Lord. Really up with it. Who's betting on Wake Forest, Virginia Tech? Degenerate. Who has, who has the knowledge to place a solid bet for either of these two teams? Who said anything about knowledge? Uh, I guess. Gambling. I guess, I guess, I'll give you that. But, you know, I still can't believe Wake Forest is 7-1. and one. I agree with you. I, I'm still mind-blown on this that. This doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I mean, you know, you know what? Apparently uh, their quarterback's pretty good, too. Uh, uh, right? Jamie, Jamie Newman? Newman? I have him as my X Factor, like, for this game. I'm like, really? He looked pretty good. <laughs> He's passed for almost 2,100 yards this season with 20 touchdowns. Only five interceptions. Yeah. And, that's, and that is compared to Virginia uh, Tech's quarterback, Ryan Willis, <laughs> who has so trash. 906 yards on the season, nine touchdowns and five interceptions. And if I've ever, if I've ever heard a Ryan uh, Tannehill stat line, this is it. Because this is bad. <sighs> okay, so to be fair, I looked it up. Jamie Newman was actually hurt during Wake Forest's one loss. Oh, so does it even count? 
So Wayforce, I guess, is pretty good. <laughs> like, I don't I know. Big, you know, I made a big deal about it on last Thursday's episode, so I'm not going to fall into that trap. Uh, you know, you know what my main question about this is: this whole matchup. What? And and it's does Virginia Tech have any motivation left after letting the cockroaches of the college football universe escape with a one point win last week? <sighs> And yes, I am addressing Notre Dame as cockroaches because that is what they are. Yikes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that – I don't think there's a scenario in any universe where Virginia <laughs> Tech wins this game. Uh, I really, really, really we, don't think Virginia Tech's very good. Well, yeah, we said that last week, and they literally almost beat another ranked team on the road. We're not, that's, we're, talking, we're not talking about the past right now, Zach. We're talking about the present, so – that's true. I'm picking Wake Forest by a million, a zillion, a trillion. I, I bet your kid on it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm don't sure care you don't love them kid. anyway. Oh my gosh. I mean, they might. We don't. Um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm choosing Wake Forest, and this game uh, shouldn't be a two and a half point spread. This game, Wake Forest is going by 10 plus points. I'm calling I don't it. know, man. I mean, I'm not even going to lie to our listeners, man. I love y'all. I'm not going to watch this matchup. I'll update y'all like I watched it, but there is no way I'm watching this game. I'll check in. It's on the ACC network, so there's no I'll way check. I could watch it, even if I wanted to. I'll check in after the Bama game. <laughs> What's going on with the ACC network's like lockout from ESPN? They're like, nah, I'm I don't stream know. on it. Because I've, I not that know. I've wanted to watch it all year, because I really haven't, but even if I did, I couldn't. It's like no, like that's what I'm saying. Like no one wants to watch you anyway. Why would you make it even harder for those who do? And there's a reason that ESPN hasn't worked this out with you yet, <laughs> because uh, they've kept SEC Network, they've kept Big Ten Network. Guess who they haven't kept? They haven't kept ACC Network. It's uh, it's it's like the annoying stepchild arguing for more allowance, and the dad's like, "I don't even love you. I don't care if you make any money. Like, <laughs> just stop talking." Dude, I thought I told you to leave. I thought I, I thought I told you I wouldn't trust you by your name anymore, kid. Not even my son. Uh, he just <laughs> he makes him sleep in the backyard, man, with the dog. It's like a whole. This is a, this turned into a real sad story. Yeah, let's, let's move on. I'll start crying. Um, so that's our pick six this week. It's it's gotten a little ridiculous. I, I don't. I don't even know what it is anymore. So we got to start putting the good matchups at the end, man. That's, I, that was. I know there's absolutely no excuse. And the excuse used to be that I put it in order by time, and I just didn't do that this time. I just that's I, so lazy, man. You were lazy for our listeners. Sorry about that, guys. I I definitely haven't been very hard at work on anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm a student or got yeah, a not, job. I'm not a, I'm not a student, and I don't record this podcast <laughs> twice a week for like an hour and a half. And I definitely don't write blog articles or anything for you guys to read. Uh, so, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go and move on to upset of the week. Uh, You're Zach, starting this. Oh, I'm starting it. Okay, I was about to pass it off to you. That's my favorite part about being like the one who announces the the, the segments. We're gonna start switching it up. Like we're gonna rotate who announces these segments. Zach just pulled a reverse card out on me. So the things I have to go. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, Zach seemed pretty excited when I told him about my upset of the week. So I, I, I'm, I'm just as confused as everyone else is. I know you haven't heard it yet, but I'm, I'm nervous to hear what Zach has to say. With my upset of the week, and I'm pretty hot right now. I'm not going to brag. I've won two. Kind of cool. I've won two of my upsets of the week. 
and it's about to be three because I've chosen TCU to upset number 12, Baylor. Baylor's a two-point favorite. Baylor, the end of your road has to come at some point. You, there's no chance you can go into week 12 being undefeated still. You cannot be 9-0. and That just wouldn't make any sense to, for anything. It's kind of like Minnesota. Minnesota's coming to the end of the road pretty soon. They might both be this week. As a matter of fact, they both will be this week. So TCU, I don't know what you got to do. Maybe just show up, beat Baylor, prove everybody right, make make me sound smart again. That, that's what I'm going to say. Zach, what, mm. are, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm sitting here very, very scared to hear. Okay, so, you know, I, you said I pulled the reverse card to make you go first. I'm about to, like, give you, like, the equivalent of, like, a draw 10 card on the subset okay. of the week. Okay. Do you want to hear about TCU's quarterback room going into this week? No. Yeah, sure, I guess. Okay. The starting quarterback is doubtful for the game. Good. Yeah. The backup is already hurt. He's out. They have called him out. The third string is in the transfer portal right now. Okay. The fourth quarterback on the depth chart has left the team this week. <laughs> Who's their emergency quarterback? The fifth fifth quarterback that was listed has has taken a medical red shirt this year. Oh, man. So the first healthy quarterback is their scout team quarterback. And he still may not be ready for the game. And then after him, they listed a quarterback after the scout team quarterback. So I guess he's like the scout scout team quarterback. He's like the punter. He's like he's the backup on on the scout team and he might be the starter see this isn't okay things aren't looking too bright for me right now I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> this is wow obviously i didn't know this <laughs> <laughs> not a great look how is baylor only a two-point favorite that's the that's uh, the that should be the storyline that should be both of our stories <laughs> this week how baylor's only a two-point favorite when Apparently, TCU is playing some guy they just found this past weekend. <laughs> Dude, so they said they're going to – like the starter might play, but he's still questionable slash doubtful for the game. So if he starts, he's really good. But odds are he won't be 100%. So I'm picking Baylor by a zillion. I don't think TCU has it in him. I think they do. I think the Horned Frogs, I mean, think about, think about, all, their, oh, think about all the great quarterbacks that have come out of TCU, man. Name four. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton got benched by the Bengals. <laughs> I can't I can't name anymore. I'm so, <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Okay, so I don't know. I had to I had to do something. I was feeling No, you're getting <laughs> you're getting two L's for upset of the week if they lose this week. Okay, I'll I'll take it. It's, I'm that confident. TCU gonna pull this one out. Let's go Horned Frogs. All right, Zach, who you got? I have Purdue over Northwestern. Probably not a bad pick uh, like that. Northwestern is a three-point favorite. And I don't know how. Purdue has three wins. Northwestern's won one game this year. <laughs> okay. And they're still a favorite. And Purdue just upset Nebraska last week. And Northwestern has scored a total of six points over the last three weeks. Yeah, not 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 great for this is I feel so week. confident. This is the guaranteed upset of the week. Oh uh, dude, you don't, cannot don't, go don't, wrong. Don't, don't don't go around throwing around the G word. You can't do that. 
You know what that means? That means if anyone loses, they can come to you to get you to pay out their bet. That's I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Okay, it's bet. Come to me to pay up. <laughs> you just guaranteed it, Zach. I will guarantee this win <laughs> for Purdue. <laughs> you know what? Bet your stepkid if you're not that confident. But if you're real confident, you trust my word. Bet your real kids. Bet your biological kids. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it, you, guys. It's- listen, listen, listen. If I'm wrong, one, you got rid of a stepkid. Problem <laughs> solved. If you're wrong and you bet your biological kids, you can most likely make more. Or you can just get a dog. They're way easier. So I don't see a lose in this scenario, Brandon. Okay, I mean, unless you like love your kid or something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, this, this, as you could as you could tell, me and Brandon came. <laughs> as you could tell, me and Brandon came from loving households. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, sorry, I know this is a college football podcast, but holy cow! It's also NCAA tip off night. And South Carolina's women's basketball team beat Alabama's women ba- women's basketball team 103 to 43. Wait, women's basketball is already in conference play, bro. They tipped, they tip off in conference play, dude. I guess so. That's not even what's important right now. What's important? No, it's Alabama State, bro. Okay, I can't read. We all know that. <laughs> I was like, how are they already at clock conference play open matter. at night? It doesn't matter. You beat anyone by 60 points in basketball? That's impressive. I'll give you that. I'll give you all that. Right. Well, back to back to our scheduled programming, I guess. Um, nah, Zach, don't, don't bet your kids, please. If you bet your kids, <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER. Call that number. Uh, we have help for you. Okay, so <laughs> – Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Let's go ahead and knock out lightning round before our storyline. Oh boy, we're kind of we're kind of doing things a little bit different. We're not doing this one snake style this time. <laughs> as great of an idea as that was, Zach, um, <laughs> you call me out like you went along with it. Yeah. After okay, so if you listened to the last episode, you noticed that I forgot to cut a part out where I was very confused when Zach said we were going snake style. That was spur of the moment. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm, Zach. I really do. But we're going we're – go, it was very confusing, and we're just going to go straight up this time. I want to make my picks first, so, Zach, hit me with them. All right, man. You ready? Ready. I'm readier than I've ever been. Uh, Temple, South Florida. Temple. Washington, Oregon State. Washington. Vandy, Florida. Florida. Easy. U- UMass Army. Army by a million. <laughs> Western Kentucky, Arkansas. Western Kentucky. Hawaii, San Jose State. On Hawaii. the island. Uh, Hawaii. I knew it. I already knew that. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, you can't say ah. You got to answer. I sa- Okay. Is that it? That, that's a seven, man. Dang, dude. You, you hit me on the last one. You hit me. <laughs> With a technicality on the last pick. That is disrespectful. <laughs> okay, Zach. Sorry, man. Are you Sorry, ready? I, Are you ready then? Because I'm going to get older. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I'm going to hit you with it. All right. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and get this one started. TCU Baylor. TCU. North oh, Texas. Man, I panicked on that one. Oh, I know you did. That no, one was did. disgusting, man. 
Oh, I panicked on that one, man. That was terrible. Okay, I guess I got to stick with it now. Go Horn Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> North Texas, Louisiana Tech. <laughs> North Texas. UConn, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Stanford, Colorado. Colorado. Texas Tech, U- uh, West Virginia. Texas Tech. San Jose State, Hawaii. San Jose State. Uh, boo. Wyoming, Boise State. <laughs> Boise State by a zillion. Okay, I like I like this a whole lot, Zach. That was a this this segment keeps getting better and better. <laughs> I mean, it does. It's it's electric. Oh man! All right, so we all we all heard it. We all heard Zach take TCU after he just dogged me for taking them. <laughs> Lightning round has been a real success over the past oh, two weeks. So. I'm so pissed that I like. I was the one that came up with this segment, and it just <laughs> bit me. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and continue the storyline. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start with this one. Yes, uh, please. Yeah. Uh, we're going to let Zach's breathe before and after. So, my, <laughs> We need to. <laughs> my storyline this week is centered around Florida State. And for those of you who did not read my blog about Florida State's head coaching situation, they finally fired Willie Taggart. The somehow, bus struck. <laughs> somehow we decided to record early for once, and it came back and bit us. Uh, we're typically very much procrastinators. It's just kind of in our nature. It's what we do. And on Sunday we decided, hey, it's been, it was daylight savings. We had an extra hour of sleep. Let's go ahead and record at like 9 a.m. So we recorded before the AP poll even came out. That's unheard of for this podcast. That's unheard of for any podcast. There's no podcast in the world that records before noon, except for us, the hardest working podcast in sports. So we did record early, and then later that afternoon, the news broke that Willie Taggart was fired from Florida State. So obviously what we have now is a lot of people that think they know who the next coach of Florida State's going to be. And so I gave my opinion on it. I'm not going to read my blog out loud to you guys. <laughs> Please don't. But I will go ahead and hit you with a few of my ideas. And Zach, I want some of your ideas too. This is going to be a collaborative effort. So I'll go ahead and hit y'all with my first idea. My first idea is that they, they hire – the Stoops brothers. So I don't think that they should just hire Bob Stoops. Apparently he's come out as the front runner in the conversation. He retired from Oklahoma a few years ago, uh, just seemingly out of nowhere. He retired from Oklahoma at like age 57, which is insane in and of itself. Uh, Now he's apparently the coach of the Dallas Renegades in the XFL. And that's just funny just because, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's Bob Stoops coaching an XFL football team. I mean, another coach that they've been talking about is hiring Mark Stoops from from Kentucky. So that's like a really serious uh, thing that could happen. They could hire either one of these brothers. Yes, Mark and Bob Stoops are brothers. And another thing that's actually been thrown out there is that they could hire Mike Stoops, which in my opinion is just absolutely insane. And for those of you who don't know who Mike Stoops is, Mike Stoops was a head coach for Arizona between 2005 and 2011, fired from there, went on to be an offensive coordinator for Oklahoma under his brother, Bob, 
So he was he was apparently just hired because he was Bob Stoops' brother at Oklahoma. And then once Bob Stoops retired, he was fired from Oklahoma. They didn't want to keep him anymore. And so now guess what his job title is, Zach? What's up? Mike Stoops is an analyst. He is an analyst for Alabama football, and I don't know what that means. He works for the university. Beats me. So my, my idea here is that we have – we have co-head coaches in the NCAA. That's right. I don't think we've ever seen it. And if we have, then I haven't heard the news. So let's get all three of these coaches in there. We can make it like a sitcom. We can do whatever we needed to do. We have all kinds of ideas for television shows. This is just my newest one. Uh, this is what Florida State needs. They couldn't really go anywhere but up from Willie Taggart. So that's my first idea. Zach, any, any, any advice for this Florida State coaching search from you? Yo, I think they should hire Buddy Stevens. All right. Okay. From East Mississippi Community College. That Okay, that's an absolute – I don't know. Am I, like, in the twilight zone right now because I heard – so you just said that right now. It's the first time you've mentioned it. I had another friend – I was talking to him tonight before we recorded the podcast tell me that they think that he, they should go with, with Buddy Stevens. I don't know if this is, like, a conversation I, I was see, left out in. I say him or Jason Brown. I mean, Jason Brown's unemployed <laughs> right now. Did you see Jason Brown tweeted that he got the job already? He tweeted that tonight. Yeah. 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 And then he like came back and tweeted that they wouldn't hire a real G like him I mean, um, or something like that. So I agree. They probably would not hire him, you know, running <laughs> around, call them players. You know, uh, I, I guess for a clean podcast, so I can't repeat it, but uh, I really can't yeah, say anything I mean, that he says if we're a clean podcast. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, but uh, so Jason Brown would be a hilarious hire, but honestly, like, I mean, what is the downside of hiring Buddy Stevens? Buddy I mean, Stevens what, could one, really like in shape though. That's the thing. I'm going to say he's you one like to deal with there. Right. And like half the players he gets is from Florida state anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, he's won like, what was it? Five national titles in division in, in community, in community I, what is college whatever it is i don't know yeah uh, division community i don't know like <laughs> a division cc i don't care but i mean he gets all these players to come play for him there so what i mean clearly he can recruit so i mean i don't think it's a far-fetched idea i mean will they hire buddy stevens no of course they won't but should they consider it i mean it'd be a better hire than mike stoops yeah uh, it definitely would be. I think that it would be a better hire than Mark Stoops, too, which Mark Stoops, I don't want to hate on you right now, but I'm going to. So he was – he's obviously – he's the coach for Kentucky right now. Um, he was the SEC Coach of the Year in 2018, so last year. But, I mean, he got that award with a lot of help from Benny Snell and Josh Allen, the defensive end, not the quarterback, and not to mention a very weak SEC East. So – I mean, let's not forget that this Kentucky team did lose to Tennessee last year. So maybe instead of uh, maybe instead of SEC Coach of the Year, he should have gotten like an SEC Most Improved Coach of the Year or something. But I I don't know. I don't know that Mark Stoops would be a great hire for this organization at all. If people are talking yeah. like like he's going to be the best thing for this organization, it just doesn't make sense to me. They're actually no. like he just turned Kentucky around. Kentucky is still not that good. 
Yeah, I agree. And I mean, Bob Stoops denied the rumors this afternoon that he hasn't even been contacted by Florida State and that he wouldn't come anyway. Which is nuts because apparently Florida State's like named him as their top prospect. There's a lot of stuff that David Coburn does that just is beyond me. So first with the bus comment about Willie, he threw Willie Taggart under the bus literally. And now Mm. apparently he's just, I don't know, man. This is, something is something's not working out. There's, there's no, not, and, not great communication. And, and they mentioned P.J. Fleck out of Minnesota, but he just – like when they announced that, Minnesota signed him to a seven-year extension. Yeah. Here's an idea. You mentioned that uh, Buddy Stevens could be hired. Maybe we can just move Florida State down to like community college level. I mean, the education is <laughs> pretty much already there, so we don't have to do too much with that. Uh, really all we have to do is, I mean, I understand they're like a, they're like our namesake. I mean, we're the Blue Bloods podcast. They're a blue. They they well, they were a Blue Bloods program uh, until the past couple of years. Jameis Winston came and left, and now he's doing whatever he's doing in the NFL. Which that's neither here nor there. But uh, bro, did you see the odds of like who might be their next head coach? Did you see who was like fourth on like the best odds to be the next head coach? Uh, I hope it's who I'm thinking of. Shoot. I was going to say Jimbo Fisher's at like yes. the one odds. <laughs> yes, he's like fourth. I'm like, he just could be like, no, nah, I went to Texas a for two years and now I'm back, guys. Well, yeah, he left for a younger, hotter position. I mean, why would you go back? Oh, my God. You know how much man, money that's... he's making at Texas a and A lot. So much, so much more than Florida State would give him. I mean, that's the reason he left was because Florida State wasn't giving enough money to their football program. So, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. I yeah, mean, I, mean I, I honestly think Florida State's going to strike out on head coaches. They're going to have to hire a coordinator. How much do they do? They just paid uh, Willie Taggart $17 million to leave, right? They paid out yeah. his contract. Why don't you just put money like that toward the football program in the first place? Then you won't have to pay a coach $17 million to leave. It's mm. ridiculous. I don't know. That's, that's wild, man. They'll probably just hire another saving assistant. Lane Kiffin is one name that's out there. I don't think he's leaving yeah. South Florida. Like, you could you could just t- say, "Hey, here's a blank check. Come to Florida State." He's like, "No, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun in uh, Fort Lauderdale or wherever he is." Right. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. A dark horse candidate should be Joe Brady from LSU. Now that's not as dark horse as you think because I've seen a lot of talk about that. I don't know if it's I have an LSU not fan. seen his name. I've seen it so much. That would be a smart hire, I think. I mean, he's a – I don't know. I mean, you saw what he did to this LSU offense. I mean – Yeah, I mean, he, he basically – he came from the Saints, and now he, now he works for LSU. He's basically implementing the Saints offense into, into LSU at a collegiate level. I mean, it's, it's yeah. smart stuff. There you go. And another one, Hugh Freeze. I heard that name I, too, and that's not something I, I've read. I don't know if it's too soon, but I mean, if you were almost winning national championships at Ole Miss, you could win them at Florida State. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that would be that would also be all time hilarious to have Hugh Freeze at Florida State. He just revert back to his Ole Miss ways. Apparently, now he went to Liberty and he's like he's like born again. So I'd love to see him at like a party school like FSU. Right, and of, I mean. And, you know, like, he'll probably be able to play the players there. It's not like Ole Miss. No one's going to snitch. 
no one's going to snitch. Another name that's actually been very, uh, very interesting to me, and someone that actually looks like a pretty good fit would be uh, Britt Venables from Clemson. He ain't leaving. Coordinator. I don't know. He ain't leaving. I'm. Just, I'm. Just, you don't think I'll he wants put, a coaching job? I'll, I'll, nope, his son just got to Clemson, and he has another one on the way. Transfer portal, man. And no. Um, I, I will bet money on anyone who listens to this podcast, Brett Venables will not leave in the next five years. Okay. I mean, say what you will. That's facts. Facts, facts. guys. Okay. Well, that's, that's <sighs> all I got for, for this. I mean, there, there's – Everyone has an opinion on who who Florida's going to hire. This happens every single time. There's a coaching opening. There's a, there's a head coach opening at any uh, you know big name school. People are just sitting there talking about who could possibly, who has a job or who doesn't have a job that could basically move on to Florida State or move on to wherever it yeah. is. I mean, this is oh, I forgot to mention this, man. Do you know, did you hear who I heard about leaving for yeah. Florida State? Gus Malzahn. Good. That would that would be probably the best Dude, thing that happened to Auburn in the past ten years. Bro, they said that he was going to get tired of winning at Auburn, and the fans still being pissed. So he was just go to Florida State, where there's less expectation. It's not like he's always winning at Auburn, though. He's having like, I mean, Auburn's good. Don't get me wrong, but like for the most part, not eight and eight and four, nine and three is pretty mediocre for Auburn. That's yeah, not, but that's okay. So, uh, other than last, so you got to think though, man. Thirteen went to the national championship, right? Right. Fourteen was number three in the first ever playoff rankings until the second week of November. So, had a chance to go to the national title that year, be in the playoffs. Fifteen was a bad year. That was the Jeremy Johnson year. Sixteen, he had a chance. He was had a chance to go to the playoffs up until November again. 17 was number two. He got to the SEC championship, got beat by a good Georgia team. And then last year, it was not a great year, but he had him in the top 10. So, I mean, every, uh, more over half his years at Auburn, he's had a shot at the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how you go up from there if you're Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I guess he's not Gene Chizik in his last season. <laughs> he just paid Cam Newton five. enough money, man. No joke. It, that Okay. <laughs> Zach, I'm going to go ahead and give the rundown here. Gene Chizik's first season at Auburn, he went eight and five. The next season, they had uh, they had Cam Newton, fourteen zero, won the national championship. Everyone knows that. Next season, eight and five, pretty mediocre. Twenty twelve comes around. What was the three record? Three and nine. Like? Three and three nine. Three and nine. How was that season for you? I blacked out, man. I don't even remember my whole year. I don't remember my birthday. I don't remember like having friends. I don't remember school. I'm sorry to all my teachers. If I learned something in 2012, I don't know it. Yeah, that's just – you want to know why we don't know how to do math now? Because algebra algebra 2 wasn't taught to us. Because right. Dude, that's why I almost failed pre-Cal junior year of high school. Yeah, so – Thanks a lot, Gene Chizik. Uh, Thanks for all you've done. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, uh, all good. Man. All good. Just been. Uh, He's mean, up and down. He's up and down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I have mixed feelings. That's an Auburn fan. We don't even have enough time on this podcast for me to express all my feelings. Yeah. So, speaking of time, go ahead and go ahead and move on to your, uh, <laughs> your storyline before we spend another half hour on mine. Oh man. Yeah. So my storyline of the week. 
Oh man, this is gonna be. I gotta. This is like hard to approach. Uh, is Donald Trump coming to Tuscaloosa for the biggest college football matchup of the year? How do we handle this? <sighs> How do we go about this? Neither of us are gonna have a political a political opinion on this. We are strictly coming at this as college football. So before you tune out, if you're Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. We're not gonna discuss his policies. We don't care but, what you are. We don't care what you are. As long as you're a football fan, as long as you're listening to us, that's all we care about. Exactly. The thing I'm pissed about, one, I'm already pissed this is a two thirty game on CBS. Furious. Furious. This should be a night game and it shouldn't even be a debate. And the last thing I want is a hundred shots of Trump wherever he's sitting during the game. I want those a hundred shots to be on the field and football focused. Like, and I know CBS every single commercial break, they're going to be like, and there he is eating the popcorn, waving at the crowd. I just don't want none of that. I'm not a fan of presidents showing up at sporting events and the whole broadcast turning into this. I don't care what party it's in. And this, like, the thing that confused me is, like, did this game even warrant an appearance? I don't – it's just a regular season SEC football game. I mean, like, yeah, it, it was number one versus number two until the playoff came out and decided – They screwed that up. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and blame CBS for that one. I know CBS had nothing to do with it. This was like an ESPN – ESPN even aired it. <laughs> CBS didn't, but I'm blaming it on CBS. Uh, thanks a lot. You ruined it for us. But I don't know. I mean – why if you're okay in my mind if you're taking away from football you've done me wrong in some way and i don't know i don't know i I feel like cbs is going to do me wrong by by panning the camera away from the field uh yeah and i mean he didn't graduate from either school and he's never even been a fan of either school he went to penn i guess penn did beat alabama (laughs) (laughs) right I mean, I, I get it because, like, Obama, like, was a Duke fan, so he goes to the Duke basketball games. That's great. But, like, he doesn't just show up at random events. And, like, I just don't like the biggest college football game of the year being used as an election strategy. Yeah. It frustrates me. And I'm just going to tell you, like, I'd be pissed if I was going to the game because Tuscaloosa is not built for the president of the United States and Dude, a game of this magnitude to be you, in that city. Did you see what time they told the fans to st- like they should probably it's start like hours up. before the game? They told them they should be in the stadium by eleven thirty. The game starts at two thirty, but they need to be in the oh, stadium by eleven thirty because they have to go through all kind of like it, basically they're going through TSA to get into the stadium now because because, right? because President Trump's coming. He's so and like this city is going to shut down, guys. He can't and this even fly might fly into this city. He has to fly into Birmingham. That's so ridiculous. Helicopter to Tuscaloosa. That's so I ridiculous. Think the best thing he could do at this point is once he gets to Birmingham, take the helicopter, land in the middle of the field, and that's that's the only entrance <laughs> you can have. I, I think LSU. This benefits LSU so much because these these kids at Alabama aren't going to be rowdy. All the fans are going to be pissed from all the stuff they had to do. They won't be drunk enough. They don't, I don't serve know, alcohol right? in Alabama's stadium. And people forget that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And you know what? I'm just going to say, I'm putting out some warnings. I've been to Tuscaloosa. If I'm you, I'm going to enter on the side of the stadium without, with, without the frat houses. Uh, their savior is in town, and it's going to be rowdy at the UA frat houses this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be a show. Gonna, Yes, and 
don't mistake, there's going to be different red hats around that campus, and it won't be the hat you think it is. No, there's um, going to be a mixture. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. The bright red, you might you don't want to might not might want not <laughs> talk to them. <laughs> Dark red, those are your friends. Um, you know, in my concluding thoughts, I don't really care about his policies and everything, but just leave our college football alone. Yeah, and. And, and, of course, he would pick the one matchup where there will be, like, 110,000 people, but only, like, 100 teeth. And, yes, that was directed at both fan bases. LSU, oh, you are not whoa, off the hook with whoa, you whoa. Cajun fans. What's wrong, with, what's wrong with Cajun fans, dude? Uh, I'm an Auburn fan, man. I hate both these teams. Like, I, I'll take any shot at either one of these fan bases. Yeah, as long as Zach has a cow in his, in his line of vision, he's good. <laughs> So we're we're gonna move on from storyline of the week. So if you are going to this game, make sure you get there. I mean, college tomorrow. Game, yeah, <laughs> make sure you get there tomorrow. Get, make sure you get there tonight, actually, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long ride. I don't That's know. So terrible. The city of Tuscaloosa is not that big. I <laughs> hate Tuscaloosa, man. Like I've been there. Just I went there for the Iron Bowl in sixteen, and this it took us like two hours to get through that I mean, city. I was there. I, I was there with you. So. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't imagine with the president of the United States in that city. Uh, you. I mean, their cars aren't going to be allowed. Like, traffic will not be flowing whatsoever. You, you and your friend, you and your friends, better rent a helicopter and fly behind Trump to the game, <laughs> or you will not make it. Fair. All right, so let's move on from this one for real now. Uh, we're going to move into our. So we usually have hot takes right now. But what we're going to do instead of hot takes, we're going to talk about the college football playoff initial rankings that were dropped tonight. I'm pretty mad. I'm upset. I'm upset. I don't know what else Go to say. Go ahead. Ex- express your feelings, man. Oh, okay. So everyone was so excited for LSU and Alabama. I mean, I'm still excited regardless. But to have it a number one, number two matchup – it's what we all dreamed of. I don't care if you're not a fan of either one of these teams. You want to watch good football. You want to watch good football. So we're going to get that either way here. But a number one, number two matchup, there's just something about it. And, and the audacity that the college football uh, playoff committee had to rank Ohio State number one. Ohio State, who, yeah, sure, they beat Wisconsin. They beat Cincinnati. And – I'm not going to lie. They're pretty good. I'm actually really scared of, of Ohio State. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's just what it is. But to put them at number one right now when LSU has – I mean, it's, it's, an impressive, it's an impressive resume. I understand Ohio State's resume is pretty impressive too. But LSU has the number 10 team in the country and number 11 team in the country under their belts. They've already beaten them. Ohio State has the number – 13, which Wisconsin shouldn't be number 13. Let's not beat around the bush there. They have the number 13 team and the number 20 team under their belts. And who else? I mean, I mean, uh, it doesn't make sense to me that they're number one. I mean, I understand. I, I wanted them number two. I honestly thought they should be number two. I didn't want them number two. I take that back. I wanted Alabama number two. But I could see where you would put Ohio State at number two. I was afraid that Ohio State was going to be number one and it was going to mess me up. The second, I don't know if, you, if anyone else watched this, uh, I'm sure you did if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, you're just on a whole nother level of, hey, I love college football. 
So you probably did watch it. But when they announced Clemson at number five, whoever, whoever announced it said, and probably the most, well, probably the second most controversial uh, placement on this list. And at that moment, I knew that they did something with, with number one or number two or number three. I knew they were going to mess it up somehow, and they did. And that's another thing. Clemson's number five. That's insane. So I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm, uh, off, I'm off my rant for now. <laughs> well, I've released my rankings uh, on the blog, another spoiler. Uh, but I had LSU, Ohio State, one and two. And in there, I put that Ohio State has an argument for number one. So I'm really not that surprised. I understand their argument. Uh, I just don't agree with it. It is, I mean, yeah. I think Brandon has a little resume. emotions. He's he's saying go Tigers, go Tigers. I don't have emotions. But I'm a machine. <laughs> but you know, I had a lot of people yell at me saying that I had Ohio State and LSU <laughs> over Bama. And um I just want to say I told y'all so. Uh LSU and Ohio State are better teams right now than Alabama. I have no problem with Alabama being above Clemson. I had Clemson above Alabama because I don't think either of them have played anybody. So I don't see, I don't know. I, but I get the argument. I have no issues with that. I do have an issue with Penn State being over Clemson, though. I really, really do. I, I don't understand it. And, okay, I, I, I'm an Auburn fan at heart. I'm an SEC fan for, you know, also. Baylor should be above Florida and Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, Baylor's undefeated. They, they, Why are they? They are eight and zero. Oh. If Florida and Auburn were one loss SEC teams, gotcha. I think Baylor should be above Oklahoma. You know what else I think is ridiculous? I'm going to go ahead and I'm about to spout off. Oregon should be ahead of Georgia as well. Yes, that was next on my list. How is Oregon? They had one loss. They have one loss this season. Zach knows who it is. They lost to Auburn opening weekend by how many points, Zach? Five, no, six, and like they led many, the entire game. Left, they led the entire game outside of seven seconds. So you're going to tell me that that loss is less impressive to you than, than a loss to South Carolina? No, stop. Who? I know. Actually, if you go to their website, you can see who votes for for, for the college football uh, playoff committee. You can see who's in it. And I listen, I'm sending some letters out. If you have some opinions, let me know. I'll sign your name to my letters too. I, I've got I've got some bones to pick. And okay, so I know they probably shouldn't be as high as maybe Baylor, because Baylor's played a little bit better schedule. How is Minnesota behind a two loss Kansas State team, a two loss Notre Dame team, a two loss Michigan, and a two loss Wisconsin? And they're in the same – I mean, they're in the same conference as uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. They're in the I, same – listen, they're in the same division as Wisconsin within their conference. <laughs> and they're four places behind them. It, it's so disrespectful, man. And Memphis should be higher too. Memphis is 21. Insanity. That – just and okay, I'm sorry. I, I oh man, this is my toxic relationship. How in the hell is Oklahoma State 23 with three losses? Yeah, no, get them out of here. Get them out of they my are, country. They are above two one loss teams in Navy and SMU. And, and SMU should the, be higher. SMU should be yeah, so much higher. And why is Oklahoma State the only three loss team in the rankings? Uh, Chuba Hubbard, maybe. 
Oh, oh shocking. Uh, oh, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Get them out of the rankings. They Are you serious? Yeah, this is bad. Oh, man. This, I feel like they're just trolling us. I feel like they were in that room. They were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put Clemson 5, and everyone's going to lose their minds. <laughs> they did. They had to do something. They have to produce some kind of news. I, I'm, I'm, it, very, I'm very woke on this, Zach. I, I'm just here to say now, so on our on our last episode, uh, we kind of laid out who we thought the contenders and two lost teams with a shot. Michigan officially does not have a shot now. Yeah. Be, I think the top 12 all has a chance to make the playoffs, and that includes two two-loss teams in Florida and Auburn, which are also in my list. If you're outside the top 12, I think it's a wrap. Uh, I, I think Michigan being at 14 is way too low. They're still behind Wisconsin, who they lost to this year, and and I don't think they're jumping a two-loss Auburn or Florida team if either of those teams went out. And I don't see the committee putting two two-loss teams in the playoff. What do you think happens if, if Minnesota beats uh, – if they beat Penn State this weekend? If they're not in the top ten next week after beating Penn State, I literally will go to the next playoff committee meeting myself. <laughs> I'll show up and knock on the door. <laughs> so, no, we ain't knocking, bro. We kicking, <laughs> kicking doors kicking in. in. Okay. Hey, I'm in for it. I uh, this is ridiculous. And these rankings, yes. these rankings suck. These rankings are yeah. Sick. Also, this is this is beside the point right now. But Utah, what's going on with your logo, Utah? Wh- which one's really your logo? Is it the is it the two U's or is it the U with the is it the U with the mullet? You, <laughs> the, the U where you ripped off the Redskins. Which one is it? Choose one. I think, you can't I, have I, both. I, I think it's the one where they ripped off the Redskins. That's the one that ESPN uses. No, ESPN during the selection show tonight used the one with the two U's on it. And then oh on, this, on this picture they posted on Twitter, it's the one with the Redskins logo, basically. They can't decide, bro. I mean, They're quiet, well, but they're picky. They're quiet. But <laughs> they're, they're, trying to, they're going for a rebrand, but they can't get anyone to adopt it. <laughs> you would uh, call it. <laughs> Uh, I'm just ready for uh, – I think this week we're going to figure out a lot because what happens if Penn State beats um, Minnesota? I mean, that's a huge win for them. And then they have an LSU-Alabama matchup but ahead of them. I mean, we're talking about Penn State being a top three team, which is just I, – I don't know, man. And how far does LSU or Alabama drop? How far did the loser drop? Because I don't know if the loser can drop out of the top five. Uh, I, I think that in all reality, what will end up happening? I don't know. They can't lose drop out of the top five. That would be. be I might be. I honestly might be shocked if they drop out of the top four because I don't think the playoff committee respects Clemson. I don't think they do either. I, I think you, you know what's going to save Clemson though. What's that? If Wake Forest wins this week, they'll be in the top eighteen ish. And an eight and one record, and Clemson has to play Wake Forest, and that's going to save their resume. Yeah, that's true, and that's that's going to be a fun game to watch. That's going to tell us a lot, a lot that we don't know about because Clemson has literally not played anybody this season. Yeah, and they also need South Carolina to keep winning because then they can be like, maybe that's a respectable win since they beat Georgia, but I still don't think it is. No, it's not. It's it was a fluke win. Uh, I said that when it first happened. That wasn't. 
That wasn't a good win. Alabama hasn't had a good win yet. I don't care if they beat – and this is, for, this is for something I read specifically today. I don't care if they beat Duke. I don't care if they beat South Carolina, and I definitely don't care that they beat Tennessee. Those are not good wins. Alabama has yet to have a good win this season. Bro, the fact – I mean, who Duke is 4-4. Four and four. In the ACC. And they call that a good win. In the ACC. And, and then they're going to be like, South Carolina beat Georgia. Yeah, they, they lost to twin, Tennessee by 20 points. That would be like saying LSU beat Georgia Southern. So that's a good win because Georgia Southern beat Appalachian State. That's not a good it's win. Just, I don't under – and like, yes, everyone thought A&M was going to be a respectable, you know, oh, win. Oh, and, Dude, they have been horrible this year. Yeah. It's it's not good. That they they almost lost to Arkansas. Yeah, I mean they're I don't know what's going on. Jimbo Fisher, I, he, get get it together, I guess. I don't know what's happening. He's looking like he looked in his last season at Florida State right now. I don't know yeah. what's not clicking for him, but I don't know. Get Oklahoma. In closing, get Oklahoma State out of this top 25 right now. That's my biggest problem. Put Clemson at 25. I don't care. But don't you <laughs> dare have a three-loss team in there yet. You don't even have to change the colors. You can just move the logo. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is that. This has been our reaction to the playoff rankings, and this will probably continue on through the show because every single week we have playoff rankings. It won't be to this extent just because they won't be the first playoff rankings, but, man, they got to figure something out. If, they, if, if the winner of LSU-Alabama isn't number one in the nation next week, then I, I quit the podcast. I mean, dude, okay, so, so is there a way Clemson doesn't make the playoffs if they go undefeated? That, dude, that was, my fir- that was the first thing I thought of today as soon as they put Clemson at number five. I don't know. Well, if the I guess there's not. Make, I don't think there is a way. I think they have to make the playoffs if you're undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Well, but well, it would be well, they have to. if they were number four, which I think might happen. I think that they might even yeah. get. I think they might be ranked behind a one-loss team in the end. I mean, so the thing that gets me though, like the, they have to though. Now that I'm thinking about it, because Penn State will have to play Ohio State, and LSU plays Alabama. Yeah. So they will they will have to make it. But an interesting tidbit that I heard today that I didn't know: the only seed not it, it, from the initial rankings to never make the playoff is the number three team that in the initial ranking. Really, never has made the playoff, and that is where Alabama is ranked this year. <laughs> I like I like that we have these stats. I love sabermetrics because the playoffs only been a thing for five years now, <laughs> so that's not really that big of news. But I'm gonna run with it. Go ahead, kick Alabama out. Who cares? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I, I just thought it was an interesting tidbit that like that tidbit. was. Yeah, tidbit. I know what a tidbit is. This isn't going to be okay. One you I, I, that to me. I, I was about to fight somebody. <laughs> I was just making fun of you for saying tidbit as a grown man. Oh, my gosh, man. You got to be so disrespectful. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on from this. Uh, Next. Oh, here it is. We've got got the the gem of all gems. We have Brandon's Gambling Corner. 
I am unstoppable. I, I know I picked Hawaii last week. <laughs> Whatever. I'm five and one over the past two weeks. I cannot be stopped. Just ride with me. Mm. You're going to make your money. So, Zach, are you ready for this? Oh, let's go. Da, da, da. Okay. Cue the music up. Let's go with the first match of the weekend. I'm going with Temple as a one-and-a-half-point favorite beating South Florida. Take the spread. Don't be dumb. South Florida sucks. I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. Take that one. Take that minus one-and-a-half and minus 110. Get yourself a payday. Thursday night gambling. There's nothing like it. <laughs> so my first match. Up USC over Arizona State. Arizona State is somehow a two-point favorite. Ke- the boy Keaton will strike again. He They'll will. win by a zillion. Take USC over Arizona State. Keaton slows his golden arm. People forget about that. So my next pick, I've got UAB over Southern Miss outright. Uh, UAB is a four and a God. half point dog. Oh, did you have that, Zach? Oh, that was my next one. I hate to hear it. Go ahead and double down with me. Hit it with me, Zach. <laughs> Throw in some of your own words. Sam, I, oh, hate man. I hate to do it to you, but I cannot trust you this much. There's a block in my mind that will not a block in your minds that will not allow you to win against UAB. So go ahead and take UAB plus 175, take it to the bank to win this one. Zach? De- de- definitely take it to the bank. It is Southern Miss to the bottom. Oh, Southern Miss to the bottom. I'll never say that. It's They're garbage. They're trash. Take take UAB all the way. Also, Western Kentucky over Arkansas. Take Western Kentucky. Arkansas is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They will not win. Western Kentucky will beat Arkansas, and they will be replaced with Texas by next year. Let's go. Let's go. So for my chase game, everyone's been waiting for it. This is the most heavily anticipated pick in all of sports gambling. My chase game this week. San Diego State will beat Nevada by four touchdowns. Do what you need to do. Call your bookie. Call your friends. Call your mom because she probably misses you. Tell them Brandon sent you. Ride with San Diego State. Minus 17 and a half in this matchup. This is the chase game, so I guess if you need to, you can take the money line. And I won't give you that much flack over it. I'm still going to give you a lot of flack. But just know the money line is minus 1,000 San Diego State. So take that spread. Don't don't worry about it. It's going to hit. 17 and a half points isn't that much. They're going to cover that. Minus 110. Let's go. And that has been Gambling Corner for this week. Guys, I've never been more confident in all three of my picks than I am right now. Zach, yeah. we, we agreed on one. We agreed on one this time. We did. I thought you were going to be pissed about it. No, man. That's... <laughs> I, I honestly cannot remember the last time Southern Miss beat UAB. It's it's almost like a thing where they just aren't allowed to beat them. Mm. It, I, I don't know. I, I I just think it's Southern Miss to the bottom. Don't – hey, never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So that's been our episode this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Week in, week out. Like I said, Zach and I have a huge announcement. We have a website up and running. And if you haven't seen it by now, what are you waiting on? So if you want to read our thoughts, if you don't want to wait for the podcast, if you just want to read blogs, if you want to read anything that we have to write, we're not very literate, so it might take you a little while to read it. Or maybe you're not that literate. It might take you a little while to read it. Who knows? Uh, but Zach and I have already put out – Zach's put out actually more than one uh, 
Well, by the time this air, this airs, I'll have more than one out as well. So we've already put Maybe. out several. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I'm kind of a procrastinator. Uh, so by the time that you that you uh, are listening to this, Zach and I have already put out a lot of content, a lot of new content on our website. Uh, that's going to be thebluebloods.home.blog. Or you can follow us on any of our social media accounts. We've got them shared on there. Uh, read what, what read what our takes are on the college football playoff. Uh, don't wait for the episode to come out. We usually post a lot of what we're going to talk about in the episode on the blog, or that's what, what the plan is anyway. So catch up with us there. The more clicks, the better. We're not making money off of this, guys. We're doing this because we love you. We're doing this. Because we <laughs> so, Zach, you want to go ahead and plug that social media that they can follow us on. That way they can read the blog. Yeah. So on IG, the great Instagram it is at the underscore blue bloods post on there all the time uh on twitter the one and only twitter as you know we are dark dark twitter exclusive uh i'm talking lights out guys i'm not (laughs) i'm not talking the the navy blue twitter i'm talking about black twitter we're only available on night on light out twitter uh yeah uh, dark twitter we are and it is at the underscore underscore blue bloods um, I don't know how the calculus account also made it to dark Twitter, but it it has is there. Oh, a little uh, update, a little update on the on the Twitter situation. It's I got an email from Twitter. Uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I haven't checked this email address in a little while. Apparently, my message that I sent to Twitter about the calculus account was a little came off a little aggressive. Um, I may have been bluffing a little bit. We know that I like I take things to heart. I take things a little bit too far sometimes. And so Twitter seemed very concerned about my, about my complaint and they want paperwork showing that we're a legit organization before they can give us that handle. So We got a website and a podcast. This breaking we, news. We got this. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, and on the, and on Facebook guys, in case you're a stay at home mom that wants to follow us, I guess. Um, it is at the Blue Bloods Pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find all our articles there from the blog. You can find it on Twitter. Start posting on Instagram. As you know, if you're already listening, probably follow us on all this stuff. We'll keep posting pics, updates, all this fun stuff that y'all can interact with. So, so shout out to you guys for being the best listeners out there. Shout out, everybody. Uh, go ahead and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. As you know, we're available on every single podcast platform at this point. We're getting up there in ranks. We're paying our dues. We're doing what we have to do to be on the top of the college football uh, podcast rankings, I guess. I don't really know. Are there rankings for this? Maybe. We're number one if there are. And so go ahead and leave us a review. Five stars. We've gotten several five-star reviews. Thank you so much. We don't have anything below five stars, actually, so we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Um, I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate all the reviews. Leave a comment, guys. I'm not kidding. If you, can, if you have the time to put five stars on there, you have the time to say something. Let me steal your take. <laughs> I'm calling you out right now. This is serious. Leave <gasps> oh, something. We, I, it's, it, it could be a lot of fun. It could be like a game. We all know I can barely read, so leave a comment. <laughs> see if I can read it. Man. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll still we'll, we'll keep bringing you guys two episodes a week. Uh, but we figured the blog would be a great way to get you guys way more content. So uh, definitely yeah. be checking that out. Yeah, check it out. Read our stuff. It's 
it is what it is, guys. Uh, we're going to keep putting it out, hopefully. And so uh, keep, keep listening. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, I say Monday. Monday or Tuesday with our next episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm kind of a slacker, so we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, thanks, everyone, again, and we're out.